Welcome to Dual Win Games episode 26. Today we review Lockup, a roleplayer tale. And in Table Talk, we discuss how do you describe the hobby to a non-gamer. We are your hosts. This is Ryan. Michael. And Tim. Hey, everybody. So, you know, one thing that I really love in board games is when a theme bleeds through and just you get those drama, like stand-up moments in games. Do you know where I'm going with this, Ryan, or no? I think I know where you're going, but I'm trying to see how you're trying to get there. I'm not sure where else I'm going to go from there. but uh, I certainly don't know. I know you don't know, Michael, but at one of our recent game days, we played Level 7 Omega Protocol, and we played the final mission of the campaign, of the, um, the main story of it. So what I'm getting at is there was a moment in the game where it was like desperation. So this is a... A one versus many game. I was playing the Overlord. It was Ryan, Marv, and Amina. Was yep. Johnny in that or no? Johnny was Johnny was there too. Okay. Yep. Four of us. So it was you. yep four on one, and you're playing space or not space marines. You're playing marines trying to fight your way through this compound. So I guess maybe not to spoil it too much. Basically, you guys are trying to get to an objective, and it was like a last ditch effort on your guys part where i was beating you guys up i felt confident and i think marv basically sprinted to the objective armed it and then somebody just detonated the bomb and yeah we had enough boosts and stuff like that where he had basically every movement point he would spend would get him just to the bomb and then he had to hope he (laughs) passed whatever test was on it yep to be able to and he managed to pass the test it felt good felt good to take down the overlord yeah it was one of those things where i lost but it was like so exciting to see yeah it was 50 50 um yeah just something play out like that it was like the ending of like an epic you know sci-fi movie where the aliens are closing in and someone just takes off running to yeah try to save the world so usually they just get torn apart but yeah usually it it worked out this time like spears the world was saved spears running through the enemy lines um band of brothers or something so level seven omega protocol definitely a game that i would recommend it's a ton of fun it gives you those moments we finished now the main campaign so next time we play we can do the uh this the expansion scenarios yep and if you really wanted to you could play through the scenarios you could do them one-offs is what we've been doing because there's no like carryover stuff right. or anything like that. Yep. There's no like, there's an overarching story, but it's not like you're just reading flavor text basically yep. is all it is before each mission. Mm-hmm. Have you played this, Michael? Or no? I played it a couple times, I believe. Your favorite game of all time? Second favorite. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I I enjoyed it when I did play it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things about the game is the how the adrenaline works. So when the Marines or the yeah, when the Marines take their turn, basically the different actions they do, it's it costs them adrenaline. And then after all of the Marines take their turn, they give that adrenaline then to the overlord. Or that's at okay. the end of the phase. Well it basically yeah, but you got it though the Action points they're spending is adrenaline and is given to the overseer who is then 
spending those for his action points. Yeah, and I think that's really cool how that works. Yeah, where... definitely. And I like playing both sides because uh, Overseer, you have your little dashboard with so many different abilities and things like that. And then the Marines are a lot better to play than other games of this type because you just feel like you have more to do and more options. Like you kit out your character at the beginning of the thing to begin with, so you have a bunch of different weapons to choose from, different stances, you know, with your movement speed for that round, different things like that, yep. your attack, defense, depending on how you want to go about it. So I like that each turn, basically, you have a bunch of different, a variety of options and tactical play, too. And really, it seems like each Marine plays quite a bit different, too. Yeah. You know, there's one, what is he, the, the we call it the meat sack, but I... Well, that's what it's called, the meat it really sack the meat... operator. It's... Okay. So it's basically a big mech. Yeah, the big mech. That was part of the expansion, though. But then you got, like, the heavy... the Basically, the big support guy, you know, he's just gunning yeah, stuff Yeah, just down throwing a lot right. of dice. You got, like, the... There's one guy that kind of drains the overseer of his energy or the adrenaline. Different mm-hmm. things. They all have their own little specials and stuff. Yeah. And the team leader, I was kind of buffing my teammates and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a good one. A new one for me. Tim, you and I played Anne's End. Yes. You had played that. I played it solo. Okay. Have you played it since or no? I played it with Angela once, and then I played with you. So okay. I've played it three times now. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty decent. I'm not the. You know, I'm not the biggest. You've documented it pretty well, Tim. I'm not the biggest fan of deck builders or co-op games so <laughs> i've documented it well i like that <laughs> so it it was interesting though i like how you know you could like you said you could kind of plan your discard instead of just discarding shuffling you flip it and then you you know yeah. what kind of what you're drawing so you kind of plan ahead that way um i wish there was more variety in the card buying because there's only like was it nine cards out there? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So that was, I wish it was a little bit more, but I mean, it's a pretty quick game and whatnot, so it's not like that big of a deal. Interesting how you can open up new... Breaches. Breaches or whatever, yeah. You're basically your spell slots to do damage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you never know who's going to be going next because there's basically two of your cards for every player and then the bad guy as well and who's going to go and then it just reshuffles each round or whatever Mm -hmm. after that so yeah we kind of got slapped around early we panicked and then we just kind of coasted through the rest of the game yeah we we got killed though didn't we no we destroyed them it wasn't even close at the end we got hit like pretty hard early and then we didn't like lose anything okay maybe that was it maybe i got destroyed when we when angela and i played okay that was probably it then yeah it seemed didn't seem too too hard but i mean it's a lot of it is just when stuff randomly when stuff's going to come out and stuff and hitch at the wrong time that's going to hurt pretty bad right and the the bad guy that we played against that was the easiest okay. level and then in the main box i think there's three other uh bad guys within that and then there's you know some other expansions and stuff so so playing with ryan you just wanted the easy win yeah, okay. I wanted to try to, because I know he's really shallow about deck builders, so I yeah. wanted to make sure... Well, I don't want to win. I wanted to make sure he got a win in to kind of boost him up to make him okay. feel better about yeah. himself. Feel so, better about the game and everything. Yeah, yeah right. It's nice of you to do that. Yeah, and it worked. He said yeah. it was, you know, 
He doesn't decent. hate it. Doesn't hate it. Yeah, so. don't hate it or right. anything. I'd play it again. Really? Well, what about you, Michael? What do you think? Well, I haven't played it, so oh, okay. you know, don't have a lot to go on. Well, yeah. you're kind of <laughs> listening to us here. Yeah. If yeah, you had any no. interest or not, yeah, I'd, uh, what's your final you rating? Just... No, I'm just not listening at all. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd play it. I, you know, seems uh, worth giving it a shot sometime. Huh? They try to downplay it. <laughs> He's probably about right on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new play that's kind of uh it's a different theme for a game. Okay. So I see the room is littered with them. You got like a little yeah. little dolly and uh Okay, well, so let me explain. I'm not obsessed with Bob Ross. I've never heard just, you talk about him before. Just for so. the record. But every year for my my family's Christmas, we do a theme. So one year we did like the Big Lebowski and you can dress up as the Big Lebowski, one of the characters in the Big Lebowski. And then, you know, we just kind of ham it up. And so then my mom will get gifts specifically geared towards that theme. So I can't even remember everything. Hopefully you like the theme. (laughs) Well, right. Yeah. So, this year was your favorite artist or your favorite painting or whatever. What you know, it was kind of open to something along something those lines. Artsy. Right. So I long story short, I ended up finding like Bob Ross like pants with his face all over them, little happy trees. I got a shirt, I got socks, my wife got Bob Ross leggings. A long story short here, huh? I know. Yep. <laughs> so that's why I have the little Bob Ross plush doll. Little dolly. Yep. I got that as a gift. What's that? The Bob Ross uh, picture on the wall. It says, be the person Bob Ross would want you to be. Yeah. Who does he want you to be? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So this brings me to my new play of... Bob Ross, The Art of Chill. Because we couldn't have, you know, an artist-themed Christmas get-together and play games without that game. Okay, that's fair. So it was my mom and her boyfriend and then my wife and I. And my mom and her boyfriend aren't really, they're not really gamers. Anytime we get together on like Christmas and stuff, we'll play like party games. So next year they're so, not going to have like a board games and space theme Christmas for you. I'm pushing for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let the, me know how it goes. The jury's still out. We don't <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe a cheese making board would be game cool. Christmas. Someone's got to design that game yet, though. <laughs> Cheeseonomics. I thought you were working on that. You keep bringing up that one. <laughs> That's the only one I know because <laughs> you mentioned it to me once, like five years <laughs> <Once>. ago. <laughs> Anyways, we played this game, and it's kind of a simple, um, kind of a set collecting game. So each, at the start of the game, there's a painting on the easel. And you are trying to paint one of the three landmarks on the painting with Bob Ross. So there's the mighty mountain, there's the happy trees, and then the the fluffy clouds or whatever. Basically, you're trying to get sets of paint so there might be a yellow green and a so blue. you're going for colors of paint yep you're okay. going colors and then you need a certain brush so on your turn you get three actions you can basically are you drafting or are you 
from the center of the table yeah. you're grabbing. It's the center of the table. Well, yeah, there's four cards out there. As soon as you take one, another one comes out. Kind of okay. like, think okay. of like Ticket to Ride-ish. Yep. So uh, you're collecting these cards, and on one half of the card, there's a color. The other half is a type of brush. So what you need to do is you have to have the right colors on your your palette, and then you have to have the right brush in your hand. So one of your actions you could do is to complete a set. So you complete one of the paintings, and basically you keep playing and earning your chill points, and the first player to the maximum chill is then the winner. The terminology right. there. Well, it's... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's theme. It's Yeah, it's theme. So it's fairly light, and my mom and her boyfriend were able to pick it up pretty well for being you know non-gamers. So um, I thought it was better than what I expected. I've heard it's actually decent yeah. for... And that's what, what I, I, that's what I would say. I, you know, we had fun playing it. It's not, you know, maybe not one that I'd bust out as like a main feature of one of our game days. Uh, but maybe at the end of a night or something, we want to play something goofy. And, you know, it's light enough. You don't really need to yeah. brain Maybe burner. a good game for someone who's an enormous, you know, Bob Ross fan. Right. Yeah, that's if another thing. If you love him a lot. You know, right. If you're into that. might be a game for you. Right. So yeah, it was uh, surprisingly better than expected. Surprisingly nice. okay. <laughs> well, another one I thought was better than expected was uh, Broom Service. Uh, oh, you yeah. guys, you guys have all played that. I've played it a couple times now. Yeah, so they've, you did. Did he do it again? Did who do what again? Did he? You know who? <laughs> design a great game again or Voldemort? <laughs> yeah it's a good one i mean it's it's a really light game and whatnot and i really enjoy his medium heavy games but i do like this one i like it more than i thought i would it's a good filler game for me you know you got a half hour hour it's a solid one to pick Mm -hmm. um so broom service yeah you guys have kind of talked about it so i'll just kind of quickly go over it you know you're Basically, everyone's drawn four cards at the start of each round. The first player plays. He has to play Brave. And then if you have that exact card, you have to play it. And you go around the table in order. And then each player after that says if they want to be Brave or Cowardly. And then if you're Cowardly, you take your action right away. And if you're Brave, you wait. And if no one behind you says Brave, you get to take the beefy Brave action. Um, You're basically delivering potions to get points. Taking out some lightning bolts for endgame scoring multiplier. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't know how I'd like the little push your luck thing with the brave and cowardly, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be kind of. I was worried it was gonna be kind of lame doing that, but yeah. Yeah, I was. I was, it was surprisingly. It was. I liked it a lot actually. That it was that part tense of it. and exciting, and there's actually strategy to it because there's times where. Yeah, I could play Brave, I'm last, and screw over the person who played Brave before me, but I might want to go Cowardly because I'm saving a different card. I want to make sure I play Brave or try to get to Brave later in the round, you know, one of my last card or two. So I like that aspect of it. Or you can screw them over and hopefully that they play another Brave card and someone else has a Brave card to play while you get to kind of hang back until the end or whatever. And choosing the four cards, too, because you can kind of see well 
you know, maybe Tim's not going to play the the mountain one because, you know, he, it doesn't make sense for him to go there. So you think, well, so I'm going to use that one and then try to be brave with it. So, like, you can yeah. – choosing the cards and choosing when to play them, there's a good amount of strategy for such a simple game. And the uh, – we we were going to play with the Relics the second time I played. It just didn't work out. He was – Marv was kind of all over the map with the rules. So I just said, just, just skip it, just – We'll go with the regular base game. He did have the uh, the cards from the card game. So I've heard the card game is bad. But what was nice about those cards is you put them in this game, and instead of taking a cowardly action, you can grab one of those cards. And they might be something like you take it as one action. Now the next time you play, um, take a cowardly action, you can bypass that to play the card, which might be spend a purple potion to get five points you know it's just different things like that so that was really nice you had another option that you know or so was it was there a pool of them or yeah there's basically okay. two of them face up and there's okay. a bunch of them and then you know once somebody grabs one another one's yeah. revealed okay. so it was nice to actually have that extra option mm-hmm. for cowardly because once in a while during the game you can kind of you might plan wrong or just cards might get played in a different order so this way you actually you had something yeah, that you like could you're planning do. to move first and then do something, so like you end up yeah. not being able to do anything because someone plays something to mess yep. you up. And if you don't play them later in the game, they're worth a point at the end of the game, which is nothing much, but it's something. So that was actually worth getting the the card game that we we're ragging on them about. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little bit of that back. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to try it with that because I haven't mm-hmm. played with the. Uh, I want to play with the. Yeah. I want to play with the relics because they. I know they're scattered over the board and then they give you like little special abilities or things like that just something hmm. little extra touch to it okay yeah we didn't play with that at all. yeah might be the best game of all time after that <laughs> nope but <laughs> it was good solid i did dabble into a solo game i saw that ryan i know i know you're excited you're pumped i know you couldn't stop texting me about it oh. and uh, i almost had to block you <laughs> It's funny because I didn't know if you texted me back because I blocked you right away after sending it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I know. It's odd. Okay. (laughs) This game was Cthulhu Death May Die. Okay. So you're basically playing (laughs) investigation. You just... (laughs) What? (laughs) I look over just smirking. I'm happy for you. You're pumped about it. Okay. It's fine. You don't need to be all... (laughs) I feel like you're attacking me. I'm happy you're excited about a game. Yeah, but I just feel an attack coming. I'm not gonna. I don't. You don't want interaction. I'm not gonna give it to you. Okay, I appreciate that. You're interacting with me right now. I don't know why you're doing that. So, basically, I was playing two investigators, and in the very first mission in the box, I can't remember the number, but there's little tuck boxes inside the box. So you open the little tuck box, dump the cards and the tokens out. It tells you how to set up the map. And then uh, what monsters are going to be in it and what have you. So I believe I was going against Cthulhu and my mission was to go in and these cultists were lighting this building on fire. So I had to basically go in and destroy these little labs. And then once they summon Cthulhu, as long as I destroyed enough labs, I can kill Cthulhu then, you can win the game. And Do you think that would be possible though? No. Okay. To destroy Cthulhu? No, no. I don't, it's, well, so it's no. not thematic. Games, this game's fake. So if you're going to look at it like that, yes, it's not thematic. <laughs> but there were some other things, you know, as far as like cards that would come out 
where you you have to make a decision. Do I want to save this student or do I want to just kind of ignore the student and let him die in the fire? You get, or like, does something good happen if you like save him? Well, or who knows? I'm glad you asked. Okay. Because what happens is the card, they're like longer cards and they slide in either side. So like if I would have saved the student, it would have gone on the right side. Okay. He, he joins me as like a companion. Or if I let them go, maybe I get like a guilty conscience and it slides on the other side. So something bad might happen later in the game if I still have that card. And then also you have like a madness. So you're taking wounds when you get hit. And then you could take stress basically to re-roll dice and some other stuff. But then also you have like a sanity track on top. So every time this sanity marker hits one of the highlighted ones, your madness comes into play. So one player I had, he was like obsessive compulsive. So I had to like adjust my stress to my health. And then I had to like discard cards on my player mat to match each side. The other lady I was using... I can't, she was like psychotic or whatever it was. So basically I had to move to the closest figure and attack it for free because you just losing her mind going crazy. So there's just kind of different goofy stuff like that. Um, also you can level up your character. So kind of the more crazier you get, the more dice you're going to roll, the better dice and the better special abilities you're going to have throughout the game. So it's kind of a cool little balance. So I'm excited to try it with, not just myself. Other people? <laughs> Other people. Uh, to see how it goes with that. And then also getting into some of the other missions in the box. And then uh, also, because I, I got the Kickstarter, so I have the extra Kickstarter box with extra stuff in it. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think each mission basically just has a different, like... A different way of trying to stop the ritual, basically, I think, is how yeah. each of them works out. Yep. So you pick a win. mission, and then you pick a a great old one that you're going to go against. So it kind of it gives it a lot of kind of replayability mm-hmm. in that aspect. So Cool. All right. Well, I wasn't at game day, so I don't have much for new games, but I did play Grand Austria Hotel a second time. And oh. pretty early, I believe I <laughs> was it, ran out of money. And then several shakes in a row where no money came up. So, like, I kind of got stuck where I couldn't do much of anything for, yeah, for a good part passed, of that turn. But then you're just hurting yourself in other areas, too. Yeah. To it sounds like you might as well have just passed. Yeah. I got myself where I needed to get certain things, and then none of that came up. And I was like, oh, well, that, that sucks. And I would roll again, do the thing where you roll again, and... None of them came up again. I was like, huh. Well, I played that wrong. <laughs> so it wasn't, I didn't do great. So your first play, you said you enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. It sounds like it's the opposite in this one, or how do you well, feel just, about it now? I didn't play well. It was, it's not that anything the game, anything wrong with the game. Yeah, I did fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan did fine. We had the same dice pool. So it's, <laughs> yeah. It, I just it's didn't. Only I just didn't time play. play. It's. It's. I didn't. It was one of those where I didn't like. Oh, you know, I was thinking like, oh, I forgot. I you need to use money for this thing too, and it's like, oh, that kind of. If I didn't get that particular role, I was going to be in trouble, and that's exactly the particular role yeah. I got. Hoping to get the right roles is never 
it's always well scary. well it's like well as long as anything comes up like as long as it's not zero and we're shaking like 14 dice you think oh i'll be fine like eh, not necessarily so you got the sixes yeah but you need to use spend money well, you, to... did you have literally no money for, yeah oh that's, the one time it did yeah that's not a good idea in this game <laughs> yeah i think you know that now though yeah it's yeah, yeah it's you just... always got to make sure you got at least a buck on you well and i was down to like one dollar and yeah still that limits you pretty good as far as what you can do as well so yeah because i was at one and then it's like well deciding how to use that one dollar that round and then the next round also then because i was down to zero then and still no doubt you know no money came up so it's like uh, yeah. cuz there's two turns in a row basically that there was nothing that came up that I could the middle use half of the, using that one middle dollar. half of the game I started feeling bad cuz I was doing all sorts of stuff and then he's just kind of like super there's a, like almost nothing I could do <laughs> even so don't play dumb and and the game's a lot better so don't play like michael yeah it's well, the second like play gets progressively I get, worse, I get worse and then he'll start getting better after yeah. a few plays he's got to hit rock bottom before he can come out yep. of it yeah, yeah. yep Start playing really well, and then just straight downhill, and then gradually come back up. <laughs> Last one for me I got uh, was one of Aaron's games. He actually got, I think it was earlier this year, he got it for like 10 bucks or something. It's always on sale mm-hmm. online. You can find it for 10 bucks, 6 bucks. I think I've seen it as cheap as, and that's uh, Porta Nigra. Yeah, this was actually quite a surprise. This was a really solid game. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Basically, there's two phases to the or two rounds to the game where this, the same thing is going to happen in both rounds but you have a hand of i believe it's seven cards um you're drawing two cards in your turn you're playing one of them and those show all the different actions you can do there might be four actions depicted and maybe you can do two or three actions you're building these towers out on the board uh trying to score majorities you're also trying to get multiples of three in these I don't remember if it's four different sections of the board. Every time you get a multiple of three, you get a little bonus. So you're doing those things. There's some end game. You're trying to like get sets and then make those sets be worth more by spending different things. But it was it was quite a bit of fun. It's actually a really relatively easy game to learn, but it has um, some good depth to it and some tension in it. It was pretty funny though because. Marv was getting real cocky during the game. We were ragging on him a couple times because he was taking quite a while between his turns. I mean, we were just goofing off, but he was like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like doubling everybody on the score here. He's like, that's how you get that good. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the second, basically the second round or whatever you want to call it, I was coming back a little bit, but I had so much endgame scoring, I ended up passing him and beating him by like six or seven points, and he was just kind of looking at the scoreboard and looking at me. <laughs> so, how did this happen? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, was that was it Yokohama or something when you were playing with him? Yeah, the same thing yeah. with Yokohama. Was just, he was just so far ahead. Yeah. This, he wasn't getting you know cocky about it then, but the same thing where he's so far ahead, but then I had so much endgame stuff, I think I beat him by one point. Yeah. And this one was just funny because he made a couple made cocky comment. comments, and then I was like, I think I, I think I got this. Yeah, you, you gotta know. you gotta watch out when you start making cocky yeah. comments. You gotta you make better, sure you, you win. Yeah, you better make sure. <laughs> you gotta be real certain. Of it. But uh, Michael, you haven't played this one. I think this is one you'd enjoy quite a bit. Okay. Uh, Tim, you had played it a couple I times, have. haven't yep. you? Yep. 
Okay. What did yeah, you think of it? I enjoyed it too. It's been a little while since I've played it, so I don't remember all the ins and outs about it, but I do remember enjoying it quite a bit. And I would recommend it, especially if you find it on sale for if, six or ten bucks. If I mean, that's that's a st- absolute steal. Yeah, it's a Michael Kiesling and Wolfgang Kramer game too. So I mean, oh, they've nice. done mm-hmm. tons of really good games. This one yeah. just whatever didn't get as quite as much love, but that's a real solid game. Like you said, Tim, if you can ever find this for ten bucks or less, I would say easily for twenty bucks, it's a good steal. Yeah, you know, I agree. So nice. uh, that is Porta Nigra. Now, you said recently that uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom was your favorite game that Aaron's bought, and it made it at the I, time made it sound like it wasn't that much of a compliment, but is this one better? I like Paladins better, but this one this one's good. This okay. is probably my second favorite of his though, I think. Okay. So he's finally getting a few games, you know, yeah. recently been playing some games of well, his you actually like. Stock <laughs> this one he had for quite a while. It just never worked out where I played it when he had picked it. There was a yeah. couple times where he picked it and I the one time Marv kind of bumped me out. The other time I just picked something else. But yeah, I think you got you got stuck playing Great Western Trail. Well, I mean that's not good. Stuck, stuck. yeah. <laughs> um, got stuck playing one of your favorite games of all time. So this time I actually used it as one of my picks, so I was locked in to play it. Oh, you did. I didn't get bumped yeah. out of that. <laughs> well, if that wraps up our recent plays, like it does, we can move up. Let's put a bow on it. <clears throat> we can move on to our review of Lockup. A role player tale. Lockup A Role Player Tale was designed by Stan Kordonsky and published by Thunderworks Games in 2019. It plays one to five players in 45 to 90 minutes. Lockup A Role Player Tale is a competitive worker placement game. The player with the most points at the end of six rounds is a winner. In Lockup, players take on the roles of different fantasy races jockeying for the upper hand inside prison to get a chance to fight in the Royal Coliseum. To get a chance to partake in this, each player will send their workers to various parts of the prison each round in an attempt to collect different resources which are used to hire goons and craft items. You may want to work out in the yard to increase your strength, which is valuable in determining turn order for each location. It is not a bad idea to go to the library to thwart your opponent's plans or to help enhance your own. You will want to avoid suspicion as raids will occur during the game, giving players negative points. At the end of six rounds, players will tally up points, and the player with the most gets his posse into the Royal Coliseum in hopes to fight for glory and freedom. All right, gentlemen, how do you feel about the component quality or production in this? I think overall, I like the component quality, the little chips you put out. I like the art on those for your little gang or your little posse you're putting mm-hmm. out. I like the stands that you put them on. They're just, I, re- I really like those bars. Yeah, so, that's kind of cool. It's it's a real small thing, but like it's a nice little touch that was mm-hmm. simple enough to do. And yeah, so most if, games wouldn't wouldn't have done that. Basically, what it is, it's a plastic holder that holds your your gang or your group of workers. And on the opposite side, so facing everyone else, it basically has like bars, mm-hmm. and then it has like a cardboard piece that slides in so it shows all of your characters like behind bars so mm-hmm. it's just kind of a little a cool little thing that was added in there that was pretty cool yeah for a stand like most of you would just done a just plastic back there but you yeah. know, having those little little holes and little slats so you can you know, it's a nice little touch right and then uh i i like the art on the board there are a few issues i have 
with some of the art and even some on the cards. And basically that's between the gray cubes or the suspicion cubes. Yes. Um, it's tough to... Yeah. It's tough to... When a new card comes out, it's hard to determine what's one of the gray ones that gets put out or one of the suspicion. It's kind of... I wish they would have done a yeah. little bit different... The yeah, suspicion could have been a completely different color. Yeah, that was the thing too. Like the suspicion is they're black cubes, but they're kind of like translucent. Yeah. yeah. And then the iron is it? Or yeah. The, yeah. the iron is gray. So almost kind of like they're too similar as it is. I mean, gray ones are, you know, it's different material than the, mm-hmm. the suspicion. But then on the cards, like it's pretty tough to tell unless you know, like the suspicions are generally are in a different place but still like if you just look at it and see like oh that looks like a gray cube oh mm. nope nope that's suspicion well sometimes when the uh, when the goon cards come out on the top of the card yep. it'll show what you gain and i believe some of them are suspicion cubes so it's kind of like okay which one's which like, oh that and... means you lose one that one oh you're gaining a gray and yeah there's... so other than that, I wish. I mean, well, a lot of games do this, but like the all the cubes, I wish like potion was kind of shaped like potion. That would have been nice. I mean, the cubes are fine. They're oh, if they were nice all like cubes, their but own. like it just feels like oh, this is gray, green, and blue is what you're getting. Yeah, versus, it takes you out of the theme. Yeah, like it's... that would have helped the theme quite a bit if it was actually a, a potion. I don't even know what the blue one even is, or. Green one. I don't know which green one's is blue like or... leftover stuff, like just trash. I think it kind of was not trash, but like stuff you shimmy from the trash. You know, kind of mm-hmm. reuse something like that. I don't know. I don't remember now. Yeah. So I didn't have a problem with like the pieces. I thought those were all fine. Uh, the graphic mm-hmm. design is what I didn't. I just had troubles with. It wasn't like awful, but the board. It was all just kind of the same darkish colors. And, like, the player pieces, when they're face up, were hard for me to look and see. First, I got to see what action spot they're in. Because they are separated, but it's not, like, totally easy and visible to see how separated they are. And then the colors kind of all blended together. And yeah, some a couple of the... of the spots, I guess, were a little, like, which spot? Is that for the one where you get gold or is that where you yeah, get the goons? The or... goon? Yeah. I mean, if you're kind of, people are kind of lazy about putting them out there, it makes it hard or confusing to know it's not doesn't differ it's not a hard differentiation between the different rooms so it's a little difficult it's not bad or anything i don't think but like it's a little difficult to tell like oh a couple of the spots are difficult to see where exactly things are the colors that were used in the game it just was hard for me to see to see it clearly and quickly i had to kind of just like stare for a little bit and focus and think about what the stuff was when it should have just been like, oh, boom, that's what it is type of thing. Mm-hmm. But that could just be a me thing. Yeah, and I think part of the reason that a lot of that stuff is because of the thing they want, you know, dark, you're know, in a prison, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So it makes sense for that, but it, it did make it a little tough sometimes to just figure out where exactly everything is and who's got what where. What do you guys think about the theme in this one? I like the theme. It's a different theme. It's actually... You know, like you talked about in the little overview, you are a gang of prisoners. The That part of the theme I like where you're you're kind of moving around, you're doing different stuff inside a prison. You, you kind of feel it, maybe not so much that you're trying to be the toughest gang in prison to 
get into yeah. a gladiator arena. The theme was unique and interesting and different. I like yeah. that. But, like, how are you getting all this stuff in this prison, like, constantly? It's a fantasy prison. I don't know. I know, but, like... Do you, do you really to, want to know how they, you're get, able to how craft, they smuggle stuff in a prison? Well, you're that's able to craft in so much stuff, like... Yeah, that's what happens. Like Michael yeah. said, what that's, happens? That's, that's, how, that's what prison life is like. Okay. You don't know this? All right. That's why you're going to the different locations, getting different scrap and whatever else. Yeah, so then you, know, you work in you're prisons them together. and, you know... You know you got to go back to the cell block and put stuff together. And if you, your, your, your goon, your, what Pie in my your, face, your, then. Your dudes are there goes over there. If you get the right people with enough influence, you know, enough strength, you All can, right. uh, you mm-hmm. can, uh, this go ahead and take it. This is the strongest adhesive theme we've ever had. We'll move on to gameplay. Well, I'll get carried away here. Yeah, I wouldn't say the strongest. <laughs> you guys are really adhesive. talking it up. Well, it's, I it's, like the it's, theme. <laughs> I like the idea of the theme. <laughs> I'll go that far. You didn't feel the theme at all in no. this one? or uh, Yeah, you're moving around, collecting some stuff, but I'm collecting way too much stuff, and it just felt like a normal worker placement type game. But it had yeah. a unique... The idea of the theme was unique and cool. Like, oh, you're in prison, and you know, you're trying to... But you never really had to worry about smuggling stuff or whatever, I, I you know? wish... Like that the... type of thing. I think I would have liked it more yeah, if the theme came smuggling. across a bit more. Like I didn't, I didn't feel the theme a whole lot. A little bit, probably more than you, Ryan. But like, yeah, I wish it was stronger. I think I would have liked the game more. I'm not gonna say that it was like coming through like level seven or anything like that. I think you I'm not... want to like the themes. You like the theme, so you want to feel like it's thematic for you. <laughs> I do like the theme, but like I was saying, it's not like it's coming like you know, the strongest adhesive ever. But I feel like it's more thematic than, you know, some other Euro games or worker yeah. placement games. I think it's it's more on the upper end, maybe not the up upper end, but... Yeah, it's probably 51%. I'd go 54. Okay. What kind uh, of adhesive are you giving this? The It's gonna be. It's not going to make any sense. I was thinking you're going maybe like, you know, when you get a new phone, you got that screen protector or something, and... Kind of sticks for a little while, but if you really try to pull it off, it just slides right off. Could be. So the the only one I can think of is Bob Ross or what? No, it's that's even worse than that. So like, I got a wood pile out back, and I was like, it because it snowed and it rained recently, so I got like ice formed up on some of the logs, and I got to like hit the log down to bust the ice off. That's tough. It's tough. That's a tough pretty. Thing. That's, that's, that's sticky. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a strong. If you got to use like. You gotta smash it you to, to get it off. That's... Brute strength? Not really, because a lot of them I can wipe the snow off, and then maybe I. Well, tap you don't it realize just to how the... strong you are sometimes. Trust me, I'm not strong. <laughs> 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 All right, I think we're gonna agree to disagree to not really agree here, and we don't really know how we feel about the theme. Okay. It's an we a- each individually slightly, know, but a slightly above <laughs> average theme. I think we'll for we'll a Euro yeah. type game. Maybe not overall because other games are yeah, non euros are much more thematic typically. But yeah, if you if you're looking at this game thinking, oh cool, you know, uh, prison themed game and whatnot, don't don't think that's kind of what you you're getting into here. Yeah, and and for reference, it is set in the same kind of universe as role player and yep. the arts. You know, yeah, I think it's, it's the same artist and art yep. all that similar stuff. art. So that to give you an idea of what what that's like. So I see Michael. He's walking a little funky over here. He's trying to smuggle in some gameplay thoughts. So what do you got, Michael? <laughs> I noticed I was walking funny. 
But yeah, um, some of the things I like, you start out with those, are they trait cards? We get two of them and you pick one. And that has like your your starting resources, or you might start with those book things. Um, so, as a quick reference on that, that's the advanced setup. Yep. So we played, I think, our first game with just the regular basic setup, where you don't get the trade cards, and everyone starts at the same victory point level. Yep, and the same number of resources you can hold at the end yeah, of the round. I think too. Yep. Uh, but then we started playing with the advanced level, so you do get a trait card, and then each faction has their own little special ability. Like the kobolds, they can't hold as much, but maybe they start with more victory points or whatever. So. Yeah, mine I could only hold two or three, I think it was. Yeah, it's, so I, I started just, with the most victory just points the last game. Just play advanced right yeah. away. If yeah. you've ever played games before, just go advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I like that the... You know, instead of just like, oh, everybody gets one of each resource, like, no, I'll do it where, well, this, you get two blue and a green, you know, just something to, it's not, it's not enough where it drastically changes how you're going to play the game, but just a little bit of a starting thing to give you some direction and just to differentiate it a little bit. I always like that in mm-hmm. games, especially when, where you can kind of choose, where you have those two trait cards, so you can choose which one of them. It's always nice too to have that. So I like that part of it to start. To start off the game there. That's all you're smuggling? <laughs> Someone else can talk for a little while. And I'll, 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 I'll go know. back in. He's got to pull something else out. Yeah. <laughs> it, take, it takes a minute to get this, uh, to work this out. So the thing that I like most about the gameplay is when you play your your workers or your your people onto the board. So everyone has a number except for one guy, but you can place them out. You can place them in one location that you have not placed in before, and you can place up to two face down. So it's almost like a little bluff. So at, after everyone plays their people out, you go through each room, you determine who has the most strength, and whoever has the most strength in that room, they get a reward. Maybe second most gets a different reward, and somebody might not get any, depending on the room. But the thing that I liked was it gave a little bit of tension where you're trying to kind of determine where you're going to place your people. If you're going to place them face up, or maybe you can just place kind of a lower number guy in one spot to try to get what you need. Uh, it was kind of a cool little cool little way they kind of did that, so I, I like that. Yeah, that's kind of the hook for the game. Yeah. For me, it was okay. I felt like it's kind of sometimes added too much AP for placing workers when you kind of have, there can be two face down. I just didn't feel like the payoff was there for what it added, like the length it added to the game. I don't think the payoff was there for me with that. I did like the, kind of with that, the, the red cubes where, so one of them, you said the one that, you know, doesn't, one doesn't have a value, but also the you know the the power one, the fist one, where that mm-hmm. value can change in it. So if you're going to the one spot that it's also first player, but you can get a red cube, so that that guy basically is going to be worth more later on. So do you want to spend spend a guy you know to basically have something more powerful later on in the game? Yeah. Um, so it, I helped like that it was it gave a little bit variability. So well. Maybe one of my guys might end up being more powerful, so overall I have more 
points to work with, but I had to spend, you know, actions to do that earlier in the game. Yeah, basically. See, Ryan, that helps bring the theme out because you're sending your per, your fist guy to the yard. He's working out and getting stronger as the game goes on. Yeah, that's doing, fine. Doing pull-ups and yeah, you know, lifting bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ryan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. So I, this parts of it I like, and at the same time I didn't. You know, a little bit of push your luck or trying to read your opponent, figuring out their face down workers was was interesting, but it was kind of like, yeah. I would say maybe it's it's a good game for like the next step gamers who are looking for something like kind of a light worker placement game, maybe with some bluffing and quite a bit of player interaction. There's there's quite a bit of that with it in this game. There's the library cards and the different goons can and some of the locations, different things like that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a, a ton of the the interaction. Some of it's some you know, kinda of take that where some of those goon cards like you mentioned, you know, it has some of them you just get rid of a suspicion, but sometimes you can give one to another player. And suspicion can be a big thing because whenever that raid happens, whoever has the most, that's eight points, which isn't a Yeah, that's that's not a small deal. That can Yeah can uh, be the difference in the game um so definitely some some take that you know with it um with the going to the different spots well like you can like well you know tim you're going to the one spot and i was like ah, i'll make sure i beat him here but it, you never get nothing out of it because even if you know there's you know maybe you two of the three well you but you end up going to the library or whatever anyway so you don't you don't get nothing you at least get a card with the library though not everyone gets a card if more than I think it's what two people go there, it's two or three. I think oh, the first is player limit. It's not oh, okay. the first player. I've never, draws I never two. had that when I played. Okay. I guess the time we played with five, it was a, a couple times. Okay, so. I've only played with three. Okay, so I suppose yeah, when there's more than that, more likely. Okay, so in a three-player game, like you're only, you're probably never typically, gonna have yeah. that. I never had it happen in the, the games I've played, but so typically you're not getting nothing, you know, using a person, but it may. You may, well, I, I needed to get the three to be able to yeah, get the card I wanted, but I only got one instead kind always, of thing. You can always bail out. So. And then bail out on the suspicion, too. Then. Yeah, so y- you can bail, but, like, you know, it can kind of mess you up if you didn't put enough onto one spot and you really needed to get that. So, like, to be able to do what you want to do and, and things. But So it probably won't surprise you, but those take that cards were definitely like my least favorite part of the game. I didn't mind so much the placing your workers to try to beat somebody else yeah. at locations. I didn't mind that so much because yeah. there were enough options where even if you don't get first place, you know, maybe everyone else gets one cube or whoever has the least amount gets a cube or you know, it kind of worked like that or the library. Yeah. So I like that part of the interaction, but the one the part that I did not like was the give somebody else a suspicion cube because once that raid triggers like you said michael that's yeah. eight points if you have the most so you can easily kind of shuffle your suspicion to somebody and then basically screw them out of eight points where you might have lost eight yourself or maybe four points yeah so that's really could be like a 16 point difference right and and that, that's, that's a, a big huge swing. thing and just yeah because i think we had it at the end of the game where there was only one cube between us and someone had to give the suspicion to the someone else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, you know, that's probably the most powerful thing then it's 16 points. So yeah. that's not a, not a minor thing. 
So I didn't like that, but the other thing I wasn't huge on was the length of the game. So I like that it's kind of a simple, you know, you're bluffing, you're placing your workers out, you're getting cubes, mm-hmm. and then you're turning those cubes into some other item that's going to score you points. So I like that. It's kind of a simple, you know, just kind of worker placement. Recipe completion yeah. game. Yep. At the heart of it, that's really what it is. Yeah, and I like that. But for kind of what it was, it, it seemed to go longer than what I would like to have in that game. Yeah, me too. Like the last couple rounds is like, okay, I've been doing this enough. Like it, it's too light of a game for its length a little bit. Mm-hmm. Another thing that wasn't I didn't love was that there's basically besides the suspicion where you lose points as far as getting points there's only two ways to do it either getting those goons um, or the item cards and 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 even those they're too similar as well there's the objectives too but that's not that's not a whole lot yeah that didn't seem to you know be a big big difference with them and like the goons like there's only like maybe in what six different different ones of it, so it's basically some set collection with that, and the items were basically you need, you know, a few different cubes. Like say you need two green and a, a yellow cube or whatever it was for points. Basically, if I wish that either maybe the goons had, well, if you have this goon, it, it gives you a special you know, it had certain abilities or something with it, or. Maybe that the items, let, you know, some items that let you do other things, but none of them really did. Yeah. It. I wish there was just more variety or di- different ways to score, just something else added to it that I think I would have enjoyed it more. Again, maybe that makes it a little heavier than they were really going for, but... Yeah, I think, you know, you guys just mentioned a couple of things that I kind of... The length of it, Tim, you kind of mentioned that. I think games of this are definitely going to feel repetitive. I mean, it felt repetitive to me almost the first first end of the first game into the second game it was just like uh, i've seen this whole game already you know there's nothing mm-hmm. new coming out i wish i had more to do or think about i think the thing for this game is it has enough rules i wouldn't want to play it with casual gamers but there's not enough there to get like gamers into it and playing so it's kind of in a weird a weird state a void yeah mm-hmm. where it's i don't know who's like who does this appeal like who Who's the audience for this, you know? The only thing I could come up with is, like I said before, is the next step players, you know, who want some, a lighter game with some bluffing and interaction. But they got to at least be gamers because there are more rules to this than what you Yeah, it's think. not an introductory game. Yeah. It's really, just in a but... weird, yeah, weird thing. So, Tim, this is one you had thought about picking up a few different times. So why don't you give yeah. us your final thoughts first? It even made my Origins okay. anticipated list, if you... Uh you can remember back or if you want to listen back so it's one that i've been wanting to try for some time and obviously i was excited to try it um right away it tripped me up a little bit because like you said ryan it's a lighter game but it is it does have a fair amount of rules and i wasn't a huge fan of the rule book itself There were a few times, especially in our first play, when we were trying to figure out how a few things worked out. And I believe it was the raids. The rules for the raids were almost in like two separate spots. 
So I had okay. a, I would find something about the raids, read about it, and it's like, well, that's not quite right. I'd have to page back, and then it was another spot. So there were a few times where it was a little obnoxious. It didn't, you know, affect gameplay or, you know, as far as, I guess, enjoyment of the game or whatever, but it was just kind of obnoxious at times. I thought there was another one. It does too, a little was, bit, though, when you're taking longer in the rule book than you should be. Yeah, I think it know? was. it's more frustrating that I can't find it, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you ever have kind of sitting here, you're paging through trying to find it quick. And then everyone else is just kind of sitting there type of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, our group make it worse too. Cause there's always a little heckling, <laughs> but that that's besides the point, but, um, we don't heckle. Right. Lies. Uh, but like I said, you know, a few of my negatives, the length of the game, uh, especially with a five-player game, it went really long. Uh, when we played a three-player, it did move along, especially on our second play. It moved along faster because we were familiar with the rules and kind of how it works. But it still felt four or five rounds. Yeah, I, I still feel like it did still go a little too long for you know mm-hmm. what the game is. But as far as you know, gameplay, placing your workers out, you know, bluffing a little bit, you know, all of that. I, I still enjoyed, you know, that aspect of it. So basically my final rating of the game, I put it right at about a 7.5. Obviously, I like I said, if, if it was shorter, a few other things, a little less take that, uh, it would have moved up a little more. Yeah, for me, um, it, was, it was interesting, you know, as far as, you know, figuring out where to place and then you're looking at, you're kind of trying to deduce where... You know, we figure out one, you know, where you think somebody's going to want to go, what, you know, maybe what item card they might go for, and then looking at, well, you know, what's that upside down one? You know, can I beat that? Or is he kind of bluffing there? Just put maybe a two down. You know, so that was interesting. So the best but, bluff is when you you place all of them face up except for your last two, and then you realize you can place them face down. And that's I, I think I did that one. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone could see what's already on the table, and it's like, oh, yeah. you only have... I, I, I might have even done it twice. I was at the point <laughs> in the game where I was just like, I don't really care, it's whatever. <laughs> or when no one else has any left anyways, yeah. so you're just yeah. putting a bluff down after no one else can go. Yeah, yeah. You're bluffing yourself. <laughs> but yeah. But, like, you know, that that was kind of interesting, the bluffing and that, but for me, like, it it lacked a little something. I For me, it probably, probably wish it would have been just a little bit heavier, maybe fully into the medium weight kind of game by adding either another way to score points or, you know, with those items or goons that they gave you something else besides just, all right, you get this, that's 12 victory points. And that's all you're doing. You can only get one card each time. You know, you can't get multiple. Yeah, that was frustrating too. Yeah, so basically every time you're wanting to go there and get a card, but you can only get one. So even if you built up a bunch... You can't get a. Yeah, even if you get, save one one round, you can only build. You can't build one. You have to wait for the next round. Yeah, that for round. me was kind of an issue. Like, well, maybe if I do it where I can get a whole bunch of them at the end, you know, maybe get two or three cards, that would make it a little more interesting. Just it wasn't quite enough for me to keep me interested in the game. And like we mentioned, with the length of the game, didn't then help either. I wish it was either like maybe a little more simple and quicker. You maybe three or four rounds, or it added some complexity to it, 
you know, for that same length of game. So I didn't hate it at all, but it's not one like I'm itching to play again, really. Um, but as far as the final rating, I'm going to give it a 6.5. So for me, it's not a bad game. Um, it's just an okay game for me. But there's really nothing to explore with all the great games of this medium light weight out there. Um, this one would honestly just sit on my shelf collecting dust. My favorite part of the game... It's glowing. <laughs> my favorite part of the game was... Uh, it actually happened two different games. My daughter's sitting on my lap, and I'm holding <laughs> my workers in front of me. And, you know, she's not even two and a half yet, so she's been doing her numbers and whatnot mm -hmm. lately. And I'm, I'm holding... I was going to put one face down and one face up, and then she goes, four, four. <laughs> and then that was the first time she didn't say the other number. But then, so I was like, well, I guess I'll place the four face up then. Yeah. The last time we played, she actually just called out both of them. She's like, three. And then you guys started laughing, so then she was all proud of herself. So then she's like, five. So she's like, started listing all the ones I had in front of me yet. But yeah, we had a little spy on <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. helping us out there. <laughs> Infiltrated your team. Yep. So in the end, um, I don't hate the game, but I don't really l like it. I guess I would give it a, maybe a six, five and a half, six. A lot of what echo of what you guys, I've already said and what you guys just said, what's lacking in the game for me. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. So if that locks down our review of Lockup, a role-player tale, let's move on to our big table talk topic of the week. How do you describe the hobby to a non-gamer? All right, so honestly, I don't think you can. So I think this is a really tough question to answer. So let's do our best I, here. I do have a lot of trouble <laughs> explaining So I was really hoping you guys would have a lot of good stuff here to help me with that. So I think the first thing, well, generally you get the whole, like, I've had it at work a couple times. So around here, it's a lot of uh, outdoorsy things like hunting, fishing, and football is like the big thing yeah. here. And I don't hunt. I don't fish. I haven't really cared about football since high school, so I don't. That wow. stuff doesn't really matter to me. It is what it is. People want to enjoy that. That's fine. So then, like, they'll ask me, "What do you do then?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I do other things." So then I'll kind of describe different things, you know, golf and board games. And then they, wait, board games? And they're like. Like Monopoly, it's always, you know, everyone's got the same thing, but yeah. it's always For that. me, it's always, like, the first thing I do is try to explain what it's not more than what <laughs> yeah. it is. Necessarily. Like, like you're going to think, like, even if they don't say Monopoly, is like, you know, not Monopoly, stuff like, you know, ex name some games that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Just to, like, it's not that. It's not what you're thinking initially. So I'll, And then I'll, have trouble from there. Yeah, I'll kind of go... I'll think of what's relative to them. So it's like a hunter. I'll say, okay, you know, hunters back in the day used to use a sharpened stick, you know, way back, the caveman era. <laughs> now you have a huge variety of advanced weaponry and attachments, right? So think of board games started off with Monopoly. That's your sharpened stick. And yeah. now it's expanded into just a multitude of a lot of great variety. And different uh, weaponry 
Yeah. Different so, I mean, you can infinite do that. amount of you know things you can do. Different yeah. scope on this yeah. game. Yep. You can do that with any hobby that someone has. You know, just kind of go off of that and describe it that way, so that way it might make more sense to them. Um, you always have that once in a while where you got that person that's you're just saying some games and they've actually played like one or two hobby games like oh i've played Catan or pandemic or mm-hmm. i've had a guy say oh i played sheriff and nottingham before and i'm like oh like you know what a decent a good game is then you know did we just become yeah. best friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you can you feel like you can describe it to them a little bit easier yeah yeah that does help a lot if someone's played a gamer game like even if they're not gamers like they've played one or two helps a lot and then you know just from there kind of going into like explaining you know maybe other types you know similar games to them like oh maybe you know if you like that you should try this game out or you know things like that Um, yeah and you know trying to explain how there's such a huge variety of types of games too um don't have a great way of explaining that to people but you know but you know saying like you know that there's a ton of variety so like oh you don't like this type of game well there's this other thing and there's it's not just really simple games there's ones that are super complex that take hours and you know to play and read through the rules and things like that so just you know trying to get across the you know just the variety whatever yeah whatever if you are willing or want to get into the hobby whatever you want is out there you know you have right you can have your pick of what you want i think one of the better mainstream type games that's a that's is clue because that's actually more deducing of a deduction game you know it's got the stupid roll and move but the rest of it is a decent game actually so that's something if they know that that's something you can describe to them a little bit easier some of the games Mm -hmm. and so tim how do you describe the hobby to some of your family to my family that well you said your mother wasn't like a gamer or anything like that i know you've played some stuff with her but like initially let's say when she asks like (laughs) or did you just just right don't just her. make her play it. I wasn't like trying to say like, oh, your family, blah blah blah. That's no, well, it's funny. Well, it's funny because I think one of the quotes initially, because I I was talking to my mom at one point, and I was like, oh yeah, we, you know, Jack and I went to um, this gaming store and we were playing, you know, whatever. And she goes, oh, is that where the the geeks go and hang out? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> trying to bully you yeah it was just one of those funny little quotes you get mom shamed yeah a little bit well not, no not really but uh it's funny though because a lot of times like so for instance when i took off when i took vacation for like to go to origins they you know people would ask me oh what are you taking off for and I, oh I, i'm going to a gaming convention yeah and right away the first thing they say is oh like video games like stuff like that it's like no, it's like board games. What do you mean? <laughs> they they kind of like they're like getting they, less and less excited like about punk, what you're doing. Yeah, it's like they got kind of punched in a boxing match and they're a little bit woozy. Yeah, they're like, stagger. whoa, they, yeah. And then uh, I also get the feeling too, they realize they ask too many questions. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they don't actually want to listen anymore. <laughs> so, the, but. Honestly, I, I get the same way though when someone starts talking about like fishing, like oh, "What are you doing this weekend?" Oh, I'm going fishing. Okay, <laughs> I've heard enough. <laughs> uh, but it's just one of those kind of uh, 
kind of funny things. And then a few times when somebody does ask more about it, then, you know, oh, yes, you know, it's kind of like Monopoly, but, you know, there's other... But good. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't even go that far saying that. Just, I just kind of, um, you know, maybe explain a few things uh, as far as, you know, maybe some, like, maybe a theme, you know, I'll start talking about a theme of a game because a lot of times that's what people are kind of drawn to, especially if they don't know anything about hobby gaming. So I might talk about like a theme of a game and then kind of talk about how some of the mechanics work to go along with it. And, you know, just kind of stuff like that as far as um, somebody fresh, not seeing, you know, something. Yeah, a lot of times I'll explain it too, kind of like, well, you know, kind of like craft beers, you know, you got Miller Lite, but then these are just a bunch of little different craft beer companies making their own little special games. You know, you got your designers, you know, those are the people that specialize in... You're really hitting these analogies. Oh, man, just... I like that one. I'm definitely <laughs> going to steal that. Like, when someone, you know, brings that up, it's like, you know, you think of Monopoly, like, that's Bud Light, and then... You got you know some yeah. of these other ones that they might mention. Oh, that one's Miller Lite. That's Coors Light. And then <laughs> I hit. Know, I got. Let's hope yep. one of these would. It's, yeah, yeah. It's really, what I try to do though is, if you know the person, what hobby or two that they're into really deeply, and kind of just go off of that, so that way you can just kind of. It's not just these five games. You know, there's a ton out there. Um, there's really a subculture of you know hobby board gaming that most people don't know about it's coming a, a lot more into the mainstream now you yeah. know is that recently there's that south park episode the whole episode is all about board games yep. there's been other things here and there and whatnot well even you know you walk into those big box stores like target walmart mm -hmm. and you start seeing especially target now they got some exclusives they actually yeah. have a decent selection that's of where board i got games. the bob ross the art of chill there you go. <laughs> that's yeah, and i've gone in there and seen like it, there were lighter games but you know a bunch of games that we play and stuff like that yeah and so they're getting to be more yep. and there's uh D is getting huge now with D &D fifth oh, edition yeah. how easy that is to get into and there's you know celebrities and whatnot playing that and all mm -hmm. so. thanks stranger things yep that <laughs> yeah. Helps too. That, oh yeah definitely yep. any pop culture you know mm -hmm. show movie that has gaming in it I mean, that's obviously going to be a big boost to the gaming industry of, you know, getting more eyes on the product and having people see that. Yeah. And that's going to be big. Dude, my, you know, myself, I wasn't a gamer until, you know, a couple of years ago, and I didn't know that there were all these types. Of, I knew there's other games out there and things, but that it's to this extent, I never would have guessed that until, you know, started to get it into it. So, yeah. so I'm Mike, not that far removed from remembering what it was like to be like, what? Yeah. Like, okay. I remember I played those as a kid. Yeah. Played some Outburst. <laughs> <laughs> so you, every once in a while, especially recently, you've played with our cousin. And so how did you describe to her? Because she had played, you know, Christmases, we always play, like, mm -hmm. basically family games, party games, and stuff like that. How did you describe to her some of these games? Well, a lot of times, like, she would ask, you know, questions and stuff. So she was, you know, curious about it because, you know, saying... You know that you know we we do that every couple of weeks. So I think I mentioned that that you were going to be starting a podcast. So like she would have a bunch of questions with it, and you know her husband as well. So that helped with it, I guess, to to kind of explain it. But you know I kind of struggle sometimes to explain. Oh yeah, 
what it what it was, but just you know, try to get across <laughs> the idea that you know some of them like that are very complex type of games. You know the variety and types of games, and you know that was a big part of it, I guess. And you know, and, and basically being like, well, let's try a couple. So then you know, go over there, bring a, a light game or something over there, and and give that a try. So that, here, try Mage Knight. <laughs> <laughs> just right away go to a super difficult one or just one I would crush everyone in <laughs> now, if you haven't played before. She's pretty competitive. Do you think she would be able to play Pandemic with her husband or no? Or do you think she'd be too competitive for that? Or do you think she'd well, be like Pandemic's a, a cooperative alpha gamer one. who would just say, well, do this, this. <laughs> so she, I don't know. I, I think... I think she'd be, you know, fine playing that okay. um, a cooperative game like that. It wouldn't be bad, um, like something to get her for Christmas or something like that. Yeah, I haven't haven't done any cooperative games with them yet, so might be a might be one to try out, see what they think of that. And, it's a good way to get them into something heavier mm-hmm. too, because you're working together and you can help them. You're not just destroying them. Yeah. So on that note, have you guys ever gifted? hobby games to non-gamers or anything like that i haven't no, I, I was thinking about that for this christmas of you know not, not well, like anyone in mind particular to to get that for but it's something that's crossed my mind recently but still i have not i guess i have michael i gifted him <laughs> yeah. some games before he really started getting into board games so, <laughs> i got him stone age and then some like some lighter stuff oh yeah well, yeah, because we'd played a, a few games. I was like, "Oh, I enjoyed them and stuff." But I'd, I, it was kind of one of those where like I just want to keep playing the same games sometimes. And he kind of forced me into it basically by buying me some games. Yep, <laughs> nice. Um, and my other brother Kevin, um, he was he is now a gamer. Recently, basically the last few Since months, he especially. Us last yeah. Time, yeah. Uh, one Christmas a couple years ago. I got a Mage Knight. He <laughs> Good said, one to start off with. It was because he said if he ever got into board games, he was like, I'd want something. Obviously, I could play solo, and that was really long and in-depth. So I was like, well, I'll just get him that then. He probably won't ever read the rule book or play it. You asked for it, buddy. But... And it was like, like a year and a half later when he finally did play it, but that's because like, you know, I yeah. played it with him and you know explained everything in that, and now he's probably got... He's bought a lot of games recently, probably twenty, and you know, and asked yeah. him about like, oh, some good five-player games if you get because he's been finding some people to play with and stuff. Yep. So kind of like setting, like he's getting getting something going there. Yep. He's got one other guy that he really plays consistently with uh, a lot of war games. There's some other stuff too, but yeah, mostly the war game. War game because he's very interested in you know yeah. historical, um, you know, very historical ones that he's most interested in. I think and the war games, you know, he loves reading those. You know, he's got tons of books that he's read on that kind of stuff and kind of crosses over to the board games then, but that's the types of things so he's I, typically interested in. So I guess I'm two for two on people I get board games gifts for. They've turned uh, Eventually. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, but yeah. it eventually worked. See, my wife and I did gift Pandemic as a um, a wedding gift. It was a friend okay. of a uh, friend of my wife's. She was getting married, and we had them over for a game day once, um, well, maybe a couple times. And, you know, they were kind of starting to kind of get into it. You know, they had played Catan, but nothing more than that. 
So they came over, we played some games with them, and then for their wedding, we gave them Pandemic, and they loved it. They kept telling her how they, you know, all oh, they thought it was great because they would get done with work, especially for like newlyweds. Great thing to kind of get together and hang out and kind of bond over. Yeah, instead of watching TV for an hour, you're playing Pandemic for an hour, yep. you know. Yep. So they they played it quite a bit, and then he ended up getting into X-wing as well. Uh, he got into that for a little bit. Haven't heard from him since. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just deep into the X-wing tournaments, or totally maybe. not into it anymore. Yeah, I'm not knows? sure. Um, but yeah, that as far as I know, that went over pretty well, and um, they enjoyed that. So it's always uh, exciting when somebody does actually ask questions, and you. You tell them the board games or whatever or something, and you describe a little bit more, and they actually ask a follow-up question. They don't just, you know, eyes don't glaze over, and they're just completely uninterested. Like Tim, like you said, where like they realize they asked one too many questions, <laughs> and like yeah. they're just going to wait for you to stop talking and change the subject. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. That's fine. You can, you can feel that way. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Now, Ryan... You recently had an interview, and how did that, because I know you talked about your hobbies and that. How did that yep. come up, and then, like, I guess, what was your response? Did you, like, try to explain well, the games yeah, to them? Well, yeah, so they asked, you know, tell me about Ryan or whatever. Okay. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, boy, do I, like... <laughs> I got to lie here, right? <laughs> do I go all out and just tell him everything or, or what? And I was like, you know, I... I haven't been able to golf as much as I'd like to lately, but I really enjoy golfing, uh, you know, board games. I like how you start off with something not... I don't remember which one I actually said first. <laughs> I might have... It might have been the other way. But yeah, I go with something that's a little more common first. <laughs> you ease them in yeah. and then hit them. <laughs> and then I was like, I actually am in a podcast about board games. And then, like, sirens started going off, and they're all like... <laughs> inching their chair up to the table like Sirens. just asking questions and it was just it was just funny they're all like laughing and joking <laughs> around and stuff so you never really got into like the games we play no though. i didn't make any analogies okay. like oh look at grills now compared to grills what a grill was back in the day when you <laughs> used a sharpened stick over a fire okay i didn't i didn't do any any of those oh, type of analogies okay. or anything just pull out a little sheet of paper and start <laughs> reciting it. You got like a pamphlet and brochures and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they ask you and you take a piece of paper, rip the top one off, like, all right, let's go to this. <laughs> I I was prepared for this question. So I'm not sure exactly how useful everyone's gonna find all that. I'm not you know, maybe we gave you a couple little tidbits information that you might be able to use. Go uh, on our guild and uh you know, tell us what experiences you've had you know i find i find that stuff interesting like the s stories they have of telling people or just trying to describe it to people yes yeah, so if you've got a story or just uh something you usually use that kind of works for you certainly let us know i i'm going to use the um ryan your uh craft craft beer analogy um but yeah i could use some more help with that so yeah let us know uh, now there's one thing that i know all the listeners are really really hoping for is that we'd get an update on the on the old 10 for 10 lists 
how how are those coming for you guys? Well, how's yours going, Michael? So why don't well, you? I, you, I didn't I didn't do one. <laughs> why don't you um, explain was, what a ten for ten is before we get too far? Well, that is a list where you pick um, ten games, and the basically the goal is to do t- those ten games ten times each during the year. Typically, kind of like a New Year's, times, yeah. like a New Year's resolution. Yeah. So, you know, I still got time here. It's uh, we're recording this actually on December tenth. It's coming out, I believe, on the twentieth. So I still got a lot of time. Lots and lots of time. A lot of time, of time yeah. to get these plays Good in. Good three weeks. <laughs> so I'm not worried at all. Yeah, neither right. am I. Yeah, you've had, <laughs> I'm not panicked. You've had more than 11 months, <laughs> and you have three weeks left. Just just like school, you know, I'll procrastinate. I'll get all of it, three quarters of it done <laughs> at the last second. <laughs> so I'll start listing my 10 games, and then Tim, if you want to list yours, and then we'll go over how many times we've played them. So I got on here Mage Knight, a little ambitious. Blackout Hong Kong, Great Western Trail, Mombasa. Yeah, yeah, I know, Tim. I got the Fister trio <laughs> there going. Uh, Santa Maria, New Frontiers, Coimbra, Fantasy Realms, Lost Cities, and Bang the Dice Game. Well, I have a good idea that you probably didn't finish yet. <laughs> I didn't finish, <laughs> but uh, I am a little well. concerned. <laughs> just hoping i beat tim at this point that's not gonna happen because i'm not concerned at all so i have marvel legendary gloomhaven uh just picking solo games is that like it just those two <laughs> i don't play gloomhaven solo could i could pretty easily whatever <laughs> uh skullville root <laughs> Uh oh, <laughs> there's not enough people in our game group for you to play that ten, once with ten times. So I might have to look into it because the uh, River Folk expansion, I think it adds solo play. So <laughs> you might have to you get that quick. on a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, village, this war of mine, viticulture, baseball highlights 2045, King of Tokyo. And Cosmic Encounter. Okay, so something like... Now, I have had it for a while. I haven't played it yet. But this war of mine, there's an app for it. So say through the ages. Say I had that on my list. Would it count if I played it on the app? No. I agree. Let's make it sure. Okay. I was wondering if I was going to have to break the tie there because (laughs) it definitely would have been no, it doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) Not for a 10 for 10. I don't... It doesn't. I wouldn't even log those as plays either. I don't agree with that. It's got to be. No. You got to play the physical. Yeah, it's got to be the game. analog. So, I'll lead off. There are a few of them I have actually played ten times. I'll start with those. Right. Tim, do you got any? That's a no. I'm telling. I'm looking yet. <laughs> you just go first. Okay, so I've played Blackout Hong Kong at least ten times. I did a couple solo. You know, I had to make sure I got the 10. <laughs> no, I actually want to try it out. Uh, Fantasy Realms I played 10 times, and Bang the Dice game 10 times. Those two are pretty easy, you know. Because they're real little, quick, nice little filler games. Quick fillers. When, yep. All right, so we got so Mage. So far, so good. <laughs> yep. uh, Mage Knight four times, Great Western Trail seven times, 
Bumbasa six times, Santa Maria three times, New Frontiers four times, Coimbra three times, and Lost Cities five times. I think I could get Lost Cities in easily before the end of the year. Me and my wife just sat down for an hour and played it. The other ones, yeah, it's not really going to happen. Maybe Great Western Trail if I just started pushing it, but... Yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, Mage Knight, you can play that one solo, just knock out six solo games real quick. Yeah. So that is a total of 62 out of 100 plays. So above average, I want to say. Is that considered above average, or are you just more than halfway done? (laughs) Well, I thought the average should be 50. (laughs) I'm not sure that's how that works, but... So, Tim, where are you you at? So before I list mine off... I'm going to declare I'm going to change mine <laughs> to a... You're changing it now? Yeah, a 2 by 10. <laughs> so my goal... Is that a 2 games 10 times or 10 games 2 times? So if I go with a 3 by 10, I'm done with mine. <laughs> you you finished. Let me, let me go ahead. <laughs> so my goal now is before the end of the year, I'm going to play all of these 10 games at least twice. Okay, so you got to <laughs> so. start over and play all of them twice. No. From from here from here already what counting I, plays you've logged yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay so here we go so I think you're, you're gonna be pretty close to ten by ten is my guess based He's on the this. one that was like pushing me to <laughs> yep. do this calm down <laughs> so Marvel Legendary played twice uh, Gloomhaven we have not played at all this year really yeah. Huh. I thought, I, you, I thought you were bigger on this one. Are you one. sure? <laughs> I was looking. I think the reason is because with the young kids... Well, the setup. We, yeah, the setup. By the time you get it set up, the kids are ready for... They're ready to go to bed, and they're <laughs> screaming at us, and yeah. then one doesn't want to go to bed, so then it just becomes a whole ordeal. So, so he's going to blame the kids on his whole list. Yeah, okay. Yes, thank you, yeah. Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Skullville, I played twice. Root, I played twice. I'm gonna blame you guys on not playing it more. I'm with fine me. with that. That's that's that's, so, that's a I'm reasonable. Perfectly comfortable yeah. with you blaming me for not playing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Village, I would have played it one more time. Probably, <laughs> you could have gotten one more play out really? of me. Yeah, I was willing to I give get, it one more try. <laughs> uh, so Village, I played once. I want to play Village. I know. I want to. <laughs> uh, you, sh- you should have picked that more. Well, you can hang out with me <laughs> later. We play Village and Root. Oh uh, yeah, I'm busy. Okay. I hear that a lot. That's why I, that's why I struggle with this. Uh, this war of mine, this is my fault. I haven't played it at all, but I've been wanting to. It just hasn't worked out for me setting it up by that, myself. That seems and, like a game where like you got to kind of be in the right mood for that game too. Like you're not always going to want to play that one. But I yeah, do. I do have time but, to play it though. But it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. It really is a solo game. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much. That, that does help, I guess. But, it didn't help me. But no, <laughs> it should have. He picked up quite a few pretty good solo games here, and I know. <laughs> See, that was part of it too. I was like, oh, if I get close, I can just knock a couple solo. Out. And then yeah. I just never played many solo games, <laughs> or apparently any games at all. So Viticulture, I played twice. That's a travesty. Baseball highlights twenty forty five. Again, I can play solo. I think it's better with more people. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, I don't know how it works solo, but I would think you. Yeah, you I basically, wouldn't guess you could play that solo, but you basically what you do is um, automated deck. Yeah, so you pull out like twenty cards from like the rosters that you're drafting from, 
Uh, so they're all really good cards to start okay. with. So basically you're flipping a card over and that's what solo thing does or okay. whatever. The automated player, yeah. whatever called. King of Tokyo I played twice and Cosmic Encounter I played once. Have you played nothing more than twice? Well, looking at this list, so I'm on my board so game. So that, that's, that's a no, he hasn't. You that's, have I don't even think wow. you would finish list. a 2 by 10 there's no way. Uh, I think I could. How many games if have I, you played do you total? Really do you have a pick day before the end of the year? I don't think you do. I don't think so. No. But I could, you know. What are you at, like 12 or something like that? For who are you going <laughs> to play Root with? Oh, you already got that twice. He, he already got that one. Yeah. Okay. Gloomhaven, okay. Maybe Gloomhaven, we, I could do that. Like pre-set up, I could set up a night before, and then we could just play quick. I don't think you'd do this. I don't think you could get this <laughs> to a 2 by 2 <laughs> two by two. I'm done with the two well, he's by already, two. He's done. <laughs> no, but if I look at all of my plays from January 1st to December, I have one game that I've played over 10 times. Okay. So really, it's not that big of a surprise to me that I'm not even close to this list. Just because it seems like we play more games. Less frequently. Than yeah. More. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So I think... I have a game at 15 and then a game at 7. For this year? Yeah. But they're... So you couldn't have picked a 10 by 10 at the end of the year and gotten to a 10 by 10. Correct. I think I probably could have. But obviously a lot of that includes... Because you never know new ga- what new games you're going to get. Yeah, and you know, that's part of it. And what you're going to be yeah. into. Next, yeah. Next year, you just need to know which games are coming out in April that we're going to play like a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. over a couple months period. So do that. And you know you're going to like a lot. I have set these up with my wife before where we set up a 10 by 10 and we got closer than what my list was. <laughs> well, you didn't get like to three. 18 plays. <laughs> I know. But... <laughs> You know, part of it, because we, we'd print it out, we'd have it on the fridge, so then we both had, like, a goal we were going for. Instead of something I made up, and then I, you know, I lost it in a file somewhere, and I had to dig it up before we talked about it. So. It's a really, really weak performance, Tim. I'm I'm disappointed. <laughs> it is. I will, I'll try my best to up those numbers before the end of the year. I don't think you're going to end up finishing, though. <laughs> I've got time. I've I got a few weeks. I don't think there's enough time for him to be able to finish. <laughs> Just play board games for the next three weeks. I don't think you have time. All <laughs> call right, call fine, him to work the next fine, three you, weeks. You got me. I didn't do it. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think I'm going to make a 10 by 10 next year. Uh, you had to uh, twist your arm to get you to do it this year. So. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. pay because you don't – I mean, with reviewing the games, it's tough because you got to get those plays in before you review it. Right. And then – you don't know what new stuff you're going to get and what you like and stuff like that. And then you also you do want to play some of your older stuff too, but it's mm-hmm. – I mean, for me, most of it, to get to 10 plays on something, I'd have to basically hope that Sarah or Michael enjoy it. And I've got – And even that can be tough just because a lot of times with those games, like it's when you initially get them. It's like you kind of have to know ahead of time. So to make yeah. that list in January 1st – it's tough to get to yeah. because you don't know what ones you're going to be really into. Like, yeah. if I ever do it, I'd have to almost play like like pick some really quick so, like pick Friday because I've played that one a bunch. Like <laughs> quick solo games. 
You know, I think Aaron was on to something because he was going all abstract. I probably have more than he he does. I had like, three three easy ones, and the other ones were all longer games. One thing I think is is probably makes it tougher now too is because our our individual and our collective game library is big enough now that you know it's not like we just have 20 games it's we've got a lot of games so you're gonna because you have so many more you're gonna want to go back to some of those other ones so you don't get the repeat plays as much with with a lot of those games it kind of grosses you out too when you look and it's like man it's been that long since i've played that game or i've only played it once this year you know i know yeah a game you really like it's in my top 10 games and i've played it once in the last eight months dominant species i've played well, I've played a few times this year, but I haven't played it since Origins in June. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Oh, Have man. you even played it this year? Yeah, I think I played it once. Okay. Like last, it was probably last winter though. It was probably like March or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I know you mean Johnny Tim played it three player there a couple months before that, a month yep. or two before that. Disgusting. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Makes me want to play that now. Yep. Didn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> Just had, to say, had to say the name of the game. <laughs> say the game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I did have some news. Oh, what do you got? Breaking. <laughs> yeah, break breaking news. <laughs> Ryan, you may already know this, but it would be disappointing for you if you didn't. So the new uh, Through the Ages expansion, it's delayed probably uh, significantly did, did for a while. I did not know this. Yes, there was the cards, the, you know, the colors off and that on them because oh, the... Okay. The printer they printed like is out of business, so Ugh. they were off, and so like there's a big thing about they're gonna get it fixed, but there's kind of a couple issues with it, and there are a couple things to get it right so that the cards match up, so you can mix them together. Yeah, but it's gonna be a while. Well, thankfully for me, I have it on the app, so yeah. but it's still, still not the same. Still sucks, but I'm glad I at least got to like play them and I, or else i'd just be oh yeah i saw that on borlandia's site they posted something from them a big huge thing about yeah what the issue was and from well, yeah, games. I, i'm sure so many people are yeah waiting for that yeah it's good that they i mean that's the right way to do it though yeah rather and than they just, basically what they said in there was you know part of it was that we want to make sure we get you the the game you should have we don't want to get you something that were right. like you can tell the different card like oh this is a yeah. this is one of the expansion cards for like for the military Force people things like to that. use and, sleeves with like an opaque back on it you know what i yeah. mean yeah it's it's the right thing it sucks that it's going to take longer but i would always rather have that than put out a the game and then product. yeah and then you you can tell like you're yep. gonna it's something you can easily you know e- easily enough to notice or like you said, you have to buy something additional that yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have to buy. And I don't, I don't really like it when you have the opaque backs on those. I'd rather have yeah the see-through ones. So you, exactly. I like seeing the art on the yeah card and whatnot. Do you have any better news? Michael? I was, was going to say the no. I, I've just got bad news. I'm, I'm nothing but nothing but a downer. Uh, so if that is all of Michael's news. Yeah, it's some depressing yep. news. I'm gonna, nice I'm gonna Merry Christmas, here. everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna request that he doesn't do news anymore. If that's <laughs> right. the only thing he brings up. All right, everyone. We still have our Paladins of the West Kingdom giveaway going. That's gonna end on January third. 
To get in on it, you need to go to boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash 3471. We got a forum thread titled Paladins. You got to go in there. Tell us what's your favorite in the North Sea or West Kingdom line. Which one would you most like to try? Or maybe what do you want to see in the third one in the West Kingdom line? Just go on there. Let us know that. And you got a chance to win. Hopefully you're in the continental U.S. And you really got a chance to win. Yep. <laughs> you and actually have a chance to win. Make sure that it's posted to that guild thread. Yes. Yep. You got to go on our guild on Board Game Geek and post on there to get in the contest. And I know we said in the last episode, but the one corner is a tiny bit like crushed in a little bit and ripped. Um, it's not the box still goes on fine and whatnot. Yep. So just be aware and know that it was sent to us like that. Right. And like we said, the components were just busting out of the box and that's probably what happened. Yep. Yeah. Everything in the box is fine. We've played with that when we, before we reviewed it. So components are all good. Yep. It'll work. <laughs> yep. So Tim, you look like a dual winner. I fancy myself a dual winner. Michael, you guys, Tim, you guys have been dual winners before. So if you guys want to be dual winners like these two, why don't you email us at <laughs> Who dual doesn't winner. want to be just like us? <laughs> email us at dualwingames at gmail.com. Uh, we already talked about the guild. That is guild3471. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at dualwingames. And we'll see you guys in two weeks in 2020. For another episode of Dual Win Games, a board game podcast. That's our birthday episode. That is our birthday episode. Wow. One anniversary. Oh, jeez. <laughs> On episode 27, we review A Feast for Odin, and we go over our top 10 new-to-me games from 2019. And remember, when you dual win, everyone wins. Well, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Ciao. Hey, welcome back, or welcome to, if you never listened. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> you threw me off now. So you're trying well, hopefully to... hopefully you edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to think of where I was. <clears throat> so... What did you guys think about the theme on this one? Component quality. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you guys have been dual winners before. So why don't you... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.